0: Welcome back movie enthusiasts to another episode of Cinema Central. As always I'm your host DJ Ace and it's time to talk about Jumanji The Next Level. And here are my initial impressions. Jumanji The Next Level follows up the 2017 sequel reboot Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and is a worthy sequel. The formula remains mostly unchanged but the avenues that the characters must take are shaken up in a satisfying way. This movie also really focuses more on the journey that these characters take and focuses on the relationships not only between the original four Spencer, Bethany, Martha and Fridge but more so with newcomers Milo and Eddie. The movie is full of good action and great comedy all while bringing us new characters and new dynamics that make this a very interesting ride indeed. Those are my initial thoughts. If you really liked the first one then I would recommend its sequel to you and if you have already seen this one then the spoiler discussion is ahead and the rest of you have been warned. So I know that if you've seen the movie you already know what's going on but in regards to the characters and the actors in this movie there are a lot of layers to keep track of and I'm going to be using names pretty interchangeably so this key is just as much for my benefit as it is yours. So the main group of teenagers who entered the game are Spencer, Martha, Bethany, Fridge and Alex and Alex who was of course trapped in the game for 20 years. But he's an adult now, with a family. Danny DeVito plays Spencer's grandpa, Eddie, and Danny Glover plays Eddie's old friend Milo Walker. Those are the players. The in-game avatars are as follows, Dwayne Johnson plays Dr. Bravestone, Kevin Hart plays Mouse Finbar, Jack Black plays Shelly Oberon, and Karen Gillan plays Ruby Roundhouse. Nick Jonas plays Seaplane and Aquafina plays Ming. So the interaction is what avatar played by what actor is doing which player character. So hopefully that helps lay some of this out for you because it gets a little convoluted especially when characters start changing avatars throughout the movie. So hopefully you can now follow along. Let's talk about this film. It is no surprise that the standout performances of this movie are its lead actors, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillan. They of course are the game's avatars and they played the teenagers very well in the first movie and I think because of that experience they were able to portray the player characters just better in this movie. You can tell that they just had fun with it and also the fact that we get new people like Milo and Eddie really helped to shake things up. It is interesting that in the last movie even though we know they were in high school they never said which grade they were in but in this movie they clarified that they were seniors when the first incident happened and now a year or two has passed and Spencer, Martha, Bethany and Fridge are like all over the place. In different states, even in college, and I just like that they advanced the characters. And speaking of characters, Spencer putting the game back together because he was having self confidence issues is fine, but is that really a reason to put a death machine back together? Debatable. But regardless of that let's talk about these performances because they were spectacular. I think after seeing the last one we all kind of agreed that they would have to switch avatars in a sequel but adding new people really helped keep the movie fresh especially by using elders and Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. Kevin Hart doing a Danny Glover impression was probably my favorite thing in this movie. Like he was just fantastic. I would argue it was better than Dwayne Johnson doing a Danny DeVito impression just because it felt less forced in comparison. But both performances were pretty good. And to be fair this whole series of Jumanji movies isn't supposed to be taken seriously. They are supposed to be super amusing and this movie is just that. But we also can't overlook the absolutely awesome chemistry between The Rock and Kevin Hart. You know they are great friends off camera and they have done many films together and they are always fun to watch on screen when they are together. But also Jack Black is fantastic as well. He plays Fridge for most of the movies so Jack Black doing a Black impersonation was pretty great but then at the end he does go back to being Bethany which of course was the standout role in the first film. I also thought it was funny how when he was Fridge whenever he dressed Milo he was always really respectful but when he was talking to anyone else he was just his crass self. It was just a funny layer to the character. Karen Gillan though is the only person that doesn't do so much um, in the way of switching characters in this film. She does do a momentary swap but that was more for a gag than anything else. But to be honest I'm going to say that she didn't really need to change characters for this movie and there is a good reason why she's the anchor for this whole adventure by being the same character. She brings what little sense normalcy this sequel adventure has left and keeps the whole thing together for the audience which is vital in my opinion. Playing a new avatar is newcomer Aquafina, and she got to do Spencer and DeVito and she did a very good job at both. It's actually really silly when you consider that she technically played dudes for the whole movie one was just significantly older than the other but again she handled it really well I thought. So once more One of the main things we have been discussing is the body switching hijinks that ensue in this film and that drove the majority of the comedic moments which is perfectly fine. I enjoyed it. I was also really happy that they got to incorporate the song Welcome to the Jungle for the scene where they stepped out of the pool. But another aspect that really threw things up in the air was the introduction of the horse avatar that Bethany arrives in initially and that Milo later stays in. It's just another way they changed things up and a sequel movie that can't continue to innovate its subject matter is not much of a sequel. I do think though that we can all agree that at the heart of the Jumanji story is this otherworldly mythical board game that while completely horrifying has one true constant that seems to want to teach the players of the game some sort of life lesson so it only appears to those who need it. Which sucks for these teenagers because it has shown up for the same group of people twice now. Or maybe they just need a lot of life lessons. While I did mention that Spencer just wanted his self confidence back, the main story really focuses on Eddie and Milo fixing their friendship and forgiving each other and that is a very good message for sure. But that just adds to what I appreciate about this movie is that there is something for everyone. While the main group are all younger individuals, Eddie and Milo certainly are not. And I like that Eddie comes to terms with growing old at the end of the movie. It was all very touching. Milo, on the other hand, his arc was a little predictable. As soon as they said he was ill, which is why he reached out to Eddie in the first place, he immediately knew he was going to stay in the game That is kind of the trailers fault because in the trailer it explicitly says that someone isn't coming back but the movie itself had no such line. So that was some bad marketing like I know they did it on purpose to build the hype but again made the actual movie predictable in this one respect but I did find it interesting that they never say explicitly what's wrong with him but they also don't really need to. Now initially when they all get sucked back into the game Bethany doesn't go with them so clearly the game thought she was good to go like she didn't need any more life lessons to learn. But she goes and gets the now adult Alex who was trapped in the game from 20 years ago in the previous film to help her get back into the game to help her friends. The thing is they never actually show us how they got back into the game they just showed up just in time for the third act of the movie. And Alex also lucked out like Martha as he plays as Nick Jonas' avatar again. But Bethany and Alex still have a weird dynamic because she kind of fell for him in the first movie but like he's an adult now so they kind of hint at it but it's still weird. Not to mention Bethany first showed up as the horse and Alex was riding her. I'm just going to leave that there. So just a few other tidbits to mention before I discuss the ending. I mentioned already that the action was really solid in this movie. There is a fair amount of CGI in this movie but to be fair it mostly takes place within a video game so I think we can let them get away with it. And I'm not saying having CGI in a movie is a bad thing because it totally isn't. I just think there is totally a difference between good and bad CGI and this movie happens to have the good kind. There are two villains in this movie, the first being Jurgen the Brutal and I like that they actually put less emphasis on him as the main villain in this movie as compared to the last movie. Like he had some things to do obviously but I thought he was actually much better integrated and filled the niche of video game bad guy very well. The second villain Switchblade felt a little less so integrated he had like two scenes all together and they never actually had to defeat him even though he was more like a mid game boss. But him blowing them all up with a rocket launcher was still pretty great and also I really liked the names for both of these characters. One dramatic element that was a holdover from the last movie was that everyone gets down to their last life in this adventure. While it is implied that they die for real if they hit zero, it has never been explored, and they are forgetting a critical piece of how video games actually work the oh so precious life, Zero. Typically in video games having one life left like everyone in this movie does means you have exactly one respawn left but if you die again after that then it is game over. So hopefully they can find a way to elaborate on that in the future what happens if they die in the game and that they actually do have one more life in the game. So here we are at the ending. It's kind of a two sided coin for me because we see Spencer's mom and the heater repair guy eyeing the busted Jumanji game down in the basement and we hear the iconic drums once more. But let's stop right here, I'm going to take a minute and say this one thing. WHY DID THEY NOT IMMEDIATELY DESTROY THE GAME AGAIN? WE ALREADY KNOW WHAT KIND OF HORRIBLE DEATH MACHINE IT IS SO WHY ON EARTH IS IT STILL ACTIVE? THE ONLY THING I CAN THINK OF IS THAT THEY ARE THINKING OF MILO WALKER STILL BEING INSIDE THE GAME AND YOU KNOW WHAT THAT ACTUALLY MAKES SENSE SO FINE, WHATEVER. But regardless of that the drums beat again and there is a stampede of ostriches down the street which is a big cliffhanger because as we all know the original Jumanji board game brings the animals to the real world which is what we see happen at the end of the film. This raises a bunch of big questions but makes me hopeful for a sequel and here is the reason why. The idea of having these kids have to play the actual Jumanji in the real world without their avatar's powers would be a huge shakeup, but also the game is probably just glitching out regardless to make matters even worse. But what makes me the most excited about this idea is that they could totally pull a last action hero stunt where the avatars get sent to the real world as well and then the actors would have to play whatever the actual personalities of the avatars are in the real world while meeting the teenagers that possess them twice and then having to help them but probably wouldn't have their skills anymore because they are in the real world and not the video game Jumanji. It's a fantastic idea and it should be called Jumanji Game Over. And I stand by it, if you agree let me know in the comments below. That concludes my review of Jumanji The Next Level, it was a really fun ride with some great acting and a focus on characters and I would be totally stoked that they pulled off another movie in the style of Last Action Hero. I know I mentioned that old movie twice now. If you know what I'm talking about, you are awesome. And if you don't, then go watch it immediately. That's it for this episode of Cinema Central. I'm DJ Ace, and I will see you real soon for Star Wars. I'm going to see you again for Star Wars. What kind of outro is that? Star Wars Rise of Skywalker December 20th. See you there. It's going to be great. Booyah.